Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Our three-day core challenge is open now for you to join in. Sign up and you'll get direct access to daily core-focused classes. Yes, and they're both Pilates and yoga, Mm -hmm. and they're really short, literally less than 10 minutes. Exactly. So if you think you don't have time to work out, then you can. (laughs) (laughs) You do, because these are online, on demand. You can do them from the comfort of wherever you are, whenever you want. So come and join us for our three-day core challenge. Head over to themerrymakersisters.com forward slash core dash challenge and sign up. This is episode 283 on the Get Married podcast. Welcome to the show this week. We're excited. Always. Always. We, we just start t- the episode excited I know. every week. Every week. We just got home from Canberra. We were there for five nights. It was so nice. So nice to spend time with mum and dad, catch up with friends, see family. Mm. It's always so difficult to fit everything in, like when you go home, I think. I guess because it was such a short trip. Five nights goes yeah. very fast. You can yeah. only do so much. It's true. And sometimes you feel bad. You're like, I didn't see that person. I haven't seen that person in like three years. Oops. Uh, but it's difficult to mm. catch up with everyone. Yeah. And I know I know so many of you feel that way because so many of us move away from our hometowns. Yeah. But it's cool how it always still feels like home. Always. Like even if – Mum and dad didn't live there. I think it will still, like, it always will feel like home, right? I guess so, because, like, that's where we grew up. Yeah, and there's and so much memory and, like, I don't know, like, I guess being a teenager, being a kid, like, it's always nostalgia. Yeah, I was about to say that. You're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, remember yeah. when? <laughs> remember when we used to climb those trees? Yeah. And you're so free and had le- way less responsibility. So it's, <laughs> yeah, like, so it's like, remember yeah. the golden age? <laughs> it's like, yeah, but we didn't have to pay any bills and, like, be adults and, like, have responsibility and make decisions. Oh, my. It's good being an adult too, though, Yeah, right? I, do, I do enjoy being an adult. Yes, but, of course, we are super, super excited. If you didn't catch last week's episode, make sure you go and tune into 282. It was really uh, a really fun conversation about changing direction and kind of this idea of, like, you're never too old, it's never too late. I think sometimes we can use that as a big, fat excuse. Oh, and all the, the other excuses. Yeah. Like, I've spent too much time yeah. dedicated to this. It's I don't. Much it's money. such a waste if yeah. I don't do anything with it. But in the end, like, like as we always say, like, everything is getting us to where we're meant to be going. Exactly. So I feel like having that mindset of – like nothing is a waste and everything has its purpose is a golden mindset. It helps you create uh, a more purposeful life, I think. Yeah, and that's, I mean, what a great way to begin this week's podcast with that kind of lesson, which is all is exactly as it should be. And really, this is one of the greatest teachings of yoga mm. is that the practice is designed to help us 
feel and believe that truth, Mm. that all is exactly as it should be. And really that's because this falls under the practice of surrender, which in yoga we call this Ishvara Pranidhana. So when we surrender all, when we we release our control, and I should say perceived control Mm. of our lives, then suddenly all that happens around us is happening for us and it's Mm. such a different mindset of this happened to me oh my god I can't believe it or okay this is happening let's move on (laughs) let's move forward let's Let's learn let's deal with it and I mean like some of the and it's not even like let's learn like everything doesn't have to be some meaningful lesson I feel like that can be a huge phase of True. this journey, like mm. this whole, like, I don't know, spiritual journey, call it whatever you want, uh, yoga journey. Mm. Uh, maybe you're just changing from what you were to, like, whatever you are doing and it might have this sense of surrender. And sometimes everyone goes hunting for these hidden messages yeah, and, like, hidden, and hidden meanings. And it's like, you know, like, something just happened. And that's all right. I'm moving through mm. it. I don't actually even have to find the the message or the meaning. Maybe it'll come later. Maybe it won't. Like I've met so many people and I think I, me and you have definitely been in this place as well where it's like you, you seek that hidden meaning and message mm. and sometimes that can, I don't know, I think it can hinder you. I think the lesson though is surrender yes so really there it is there but we don't need to learn something else on well, top of that yeah, it's like we don't have to like investigate it and like uh decipher yes. it and uh where you know like look look deeper and uncover everything yeah and this is the same as like you know when sometimes you might hear something or read something where it's like look at the past like what can you learn from the past and blah 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 and like what happened to you as a child you've got all of this trauma like you've got to work through it and definitely definitely has its place but sometimes we can also get attached to looking back yeah as well and so we can be like I'm like this because of xyz and, and, some, and blaming. Yeah, yeah. And it's like you, you might not even be blaming the person, but you might be blaming the situation and the experience. And look, I tell you, some situations, obviously, like definite work to be done. Yes. Uh, some people go through traumatic things. And we're not talking about that really. Yeah. Like this is more like, you know, like when you really are trying to figure out why you are, what you are, how you are, like why you are how you are right now and it's like you go really digging deep Mm. and it's not like this big traumatic thing it might just be little things uh and sometimes we get stuck back there and you miss out on the the magic of the now and Mm. sometimes you just need to let everything go yeah so this really this conversation is 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 going to be about yogic philosophy in a real world sense we won't um go too far into uh yogic blah blah because sometimes it can just go over our heads, right? We want to make it as real and as usable as possible. Well, I think that's the key word, usable. Yeah. Not all yogic philosophy is useful, I don't think. Yeah, and well, like, especially like some all of philosophy, <laughs> All philosophy, not all of it. And it, that's why each human is an individual and, like, we need to, to pick and choose what mm. philosophical message and meaning is important for our lives now and it will continue to change. Yeah, but the biggest thing that we want to talk about really today is how I guess modern day yoga has really framed yoga to be purely about external transformation and 
getting to a certain, uh, I guess, achievement in your postures. Ooh, I like this. Yes. So if you're on Instagram and you might follow yoga accounts or maybe you've just, I don't know, you've seen a video of like someone doing some crazy twisted pretzel handstand and you think, oh, my God, like that's what yoga is. I could never do that. I'm never even going to hop into a yoga class Mm. ever because as if – We're here to tell you that that's actually the furthest thing that yoga is, the furthest thing away. Like yoga is nothing about that, absolutely nothing. And so we want to touch on really the important parts of yoga and to us what yoga, what it really is and Mm -hmm. what it really brings and what it really means and what it can do for your life, not can you do this handstand? Yeah. Well, as we've talked about so many times, we've been Marybody and uh, on this podcast and just in our general mm. lives, Carla, uh, the asana, the exercise aspect of yoga is just one teeny tiny aspect mm. of yoga. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you know, what I'm more interested in is like all the learnings and the teachings and the philosophy Mm. behind yoga or in yoga, I don't know, within yoga. And, uh, I mean, this is what we really love about it Mm. and this is what drew us to the practice. We were always into exercise, always. It wasn't like uh, yoga is the best because, like, yoga is not my preferred way of movement. I would say that. Like, Pilates is. I love to move Pilates in a Pilates way. Uh, But yoga, all the 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 heart stuff or the connection stuff that's what drew me to it mm. so really i could sit and just listen to the the philosophy and that could be my yoga practice and really that is that is so much more yoga than the asana especially <laughs> the perfect handstand or the perfect splits or like something some amazing pose which is like yeah it's amazing and it's still a great goal. If you want that as a goal, have it. But no, that is not like the major part That's of gymnastics. yoga. Yeah, that is gymnastics. Yeah. So you want to <laughs> do that? Go to gymnastics. Go do some other thing. But it really isn't yoga. And yes, it is in the asana. Yes. yes. And if you want to do a handstand, you do it. Amazing. But know that reaching for that handstand has nothing to do with yoga. Well, what do they call child's pose? Well, one of our teachers, Kelly, oh yeah, and our friends, she would call that warrior four because it's very courageous to take child's pose. So child's pose, if you've never done yoga, is when you're on your knees and your booty is back on your heels and you're laying the torso over the thighs and your arms are outstretched or they're by your side. So it's like you're just lying down on your thighs with your forehead on the ground. It's a very simple yoga pose. Mm -hmm. But when you're doing a flow, when you're in a class and you're thinking your breath is uh, out of whack, your, your body is just like, I hate this pose right now. Mm. Get me out of here. And then you listen to that and you take child's pose. Mm. Courage. (laughs) That's courage because you're listening to your body and your breath. And that's what yoga is about. Yoga isn't about pushing through. Sometimes, not all the time. Well, I think it's it's 
being in tune to yourself mm. and what you really need. Like sometimes, yeah, you need to be pushed. Sometimes if you're the type of person who's like always kind of like shortcutting mm. or like, I don't want to work out. I don't want, I don't like being sweaty. I don't like being uncomfortable. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Like maybe you need to push yourself more. And that's a great thing. Go do yoga. Join, like do one of our challenge classes. Yeah. Don't just do the beginner classes. Do a challenge class. So push yourself. And this thing is, this is what we would call tapas in yoga. Yeah. Again, Discipline and devotion, which again is another big part of yoga, but yes. it's not the only be all and end all. Yeah. So then, what I was also going to say was, but if you are the type of person who always pushes themselves, always is striving for more, you might need to get into warrior four, get into child's pose, yeah. and I would put myself in that category because I will be the one in the yoga class pushing herself, mm. and then, oops, I'm injured. Yeah, and because I, I didn't tune into myself. Say so I'm definitely in that category. As oh, well. you are even more, and that's why we'll go full circle to handstands. Like Carla, you, you used to handstand all the time. Yeah, I used to handstand. I went through even when we entered entered when the pandemic kind of started and we went into <laughs> lockdown. I was because I wasn't practicing as much as I normally would, I was mm. like, I'll just practice my handstands. And so I would practice my handstands before warming up, before anything, before opening my shoulders, before strengthening my core, before doing anything. Oh. I'm just going to go upside down for a bit. <laughs> and I would do it like against a wall. And then one day I really felt this sharp pain in my shoulder. And I was like, oh, that's not good. And that really reminded me of the our core belief and also many 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 yogis beliefs and a lot of yoga teachers like the handstand is it's not the yoga it is not and it can be especially the handstand on the instagram (laughs) post can i add that like that's like that's like as far from yoga as it can be and i know like we all know like really, what is Instagram? Like what is it, what has Instagram become? Okay, it's a way of connection. Like we love that aspect of it. It's connection, but it's also promoting something. Like it's a way of we marketing. know, like you guys know, we'll be honest, we promote Marybody on it. That's our business, that's yeah. our product. Along with that, there's our message as well yes. and our mission. And I think there can where we can see our difference is that Instagram helps us spread our mission and our message and within our mission and message is goodness. Like hand absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes it's not on other people's pages. Sometimes it's not. And well, I- and it might be not for you as an individual. So that's when it's like, you know, their content might be really great for some people but yeah. then really negative and harmful for yeah. others. So that's when it's our responsibility as individuals to be like, hey, this Instagram account, although it might be good, like inverted confidence good because what is good what is bad (laughs) yeah but it might make you feel like crap so it's like all right let's have a break from that instagram account let's not be influenced by this influencer (laughs) but i also want to add to that with the poses i think it can also be quite dangerous in that we are looking at these poses and thinking oh i might just give it a go true like a, a lot of things have to to be i'll put not it's not right a lot of things your body needs to be pretty much uninjured yes and open and warmed up and all of these precursors that came before that one and you shot. need to be but like for okay for handstand you need epic core strength 
You need great spinal health, great shoulder mobility. I will never do a handstand, even though I have a strong core. Like I've got strong abs, strong core, but I have crappy shoulder mobility and I've got a past history, like 14-year history of like back injuries Yeah, and not like hardcore back injuries but just little ones. I think the question when we're talking about postures in yoga is like why am I doing this like asking ourselves like do I actually need to to try this like what is it for why am I doing this handstand why do I think I need to do it and and then it's also being realistic am I strong enough to do this pose in a safe way are my abs strong can I do like a plank hold yeah like start planking if you can't plank hold don't do handstands Definitely. i'm sorry do not like if you can't hold a plank for five minutes on your toes <laughs> on your toes like please don't because you will injure yourself yeah. and that like some people might hear me say that and be like no i can do a handstand and like yeah okay there's some people who can but if you can't naturally easily do handstands like and you cannot hold a plank i really recommend you don't mm. well that was quite passionate yeah no it's a good recommendation i just think like injuries are not worth it (laughs) it's not and i mean i've this is the same thing like i used to do headstands all the time i could do one right now if i wanted to i could go and hop into king of the asana they call it the king of the asana i'm not gonna do it because i've hurt my neck that many times yeah and yeah maybe i wasn't pressing my forearms in enough and i had too much pressure on this part of my body maybe my spine i've got like conditions in my spine which just don't like going upside down which i do i've got very bad injuries yeah so it's kind of like okay so what was driving you to do the headstand i think it might have been your ego yeah vanity yeah it was like i can do that i can do that watch me i'm strong like I, I want king king I'm, i can do the king of asana what's the queen of asana uh shoulder stand oh. so so i would recommend for shoulder stand you just put your bolster under your booty and pop your legs up the yeah, wall I love oh, that's that beautiful pose. queen of the asana is so much smarter than the king no, I'm kidding. <laughs> well done uh, but no there is full shoulder stand which you would have done before yeah i've you done roll that back into yeah plow and then you lift up and things and like, like that. i used to do that all the time but i don't think mm. i would do that anymore no it's a lot of if you have a neck if you're a yeah. neck injury and also let's think about it how are we sitting these days what are we doing in our waking hours, not in the yoga class. So like our day-to-day yeah. business. A lot of us are on the computer. A lot of us are driving. So we have to think about it. Our shoulders are rolling forward. Our necks are protruding forward. Our chins are poking out. And then what? We're going to go roll up on our on Ooh. our neck and crunch our chin into our chest? Well, talking about <laughs> core and Pilates Why? again. Like this is – I thought that because yesterday we, we went to the physio – and I injured myself doing a crunch, of all things, a freaking crunch. And he asked me, you weren't in the room at this stage, Carl's, uh, like, did I have my neck crunched up? And I was like, yeah, I freaking well would have because I probably wasn't, like, I was focusing on my abs. I probably, like, w- did pull on my neck a yeah. little bit. And I was like, why am I even crunching? Like, I sit all day. Yeah. 
why am I doing that? I should be thinking about different ab exercises. And it's like totally impacted me in like the way I'm going to teach moving forward, I think. Mm. It's I like think keep the head and shoulders down, move the legs. Yeah, oh my God. I feel straight like it's legs, way harder anyway. Get lower to the ground. Well, like if we do it right, if we yeah. straighten the legs and lower to the ground, then lift or like kick really low to the earth with oh your back God. and shoulders down. So hard. But zip up your abs in and up, focus yeah. on the feeling. It's like, whoa, like that is going to give you a way better workout and not hurt your neck and not also add to this whole new, uh, I guess, thing that's happening to all our bodies where our necks are creating the, that beautiful Tech hump. Neck. So beautiful. <laughs> so beautiful. I mean, like, I should, like, you're still beautiful, but like, it's not. It's not a nice feeling but to have that. But the thing is, when we're thinking about that as well, we're not just thinking, oh, that looks uncomfortable, that looks painful or whatever. Like our spine is the, where the message center. Ooh. Like brain sends messages down spine. This is how the body works, central ne- nervous system. Yes. So if we're pulling, if our neck is, if our chin is protruding forward and we're making that kind of lump hump on the back, in between our shoulders, the messages are not going to get down to the body as quickly and smoothly. So, so it's smoothie, smoothie. <laughs> I, had I that like breakfast. It. So it's like not only for aesthetics mm. at all. Like it actually like it's our for function, how the body works. function, how the body works, and also in lifting mm-hmm. and pulling whatever day to day movement we're doing mm-hmm. it impacts that and injuries we get more injuries mm-hmm. we get more back pain mm-hmm. back pain is so debilitating uh so this is really important and also good posture really it is one of the things for that that youthful i guess uh feeling feeling like you feel energized you feel mm. Uh, like vibrant. Yeah, and that's because even maybe just, youthful was the wrong idea. Yeah, it's not, wrong word. It's more energized. energized. Yeah, and I guess that's because when you think of energy, like connotation that comes with that is youth. Yeah, and that's just true. Because that's how we've been brought up. And also, I think like you know, we met a baby, a new baby, or you had already met her. I met her for the first time. Little Ava. Little Ava, very cute. And as we know, when you see a baby's posture, it's like. Perfect. You're like, how? How are they holding so on that is, massive head? It is the posture of the youth. The babies have this perfect posture, like when they're, you know, obviously. And so mobile. And you're like, hips. what the heck? It's amazing. And then lifestyle changes our bodies. Mm. Yes. So true. Okay. So we've talked about surrender being one of the big aspects of yoga rather than the handstand, rather than being able to do the splits. I think that's another big one. Rather than being able to, like, fold yourself in half. Like a ham sandwich, if you've ever done a, a, a Japanese ham sandwich, isn't Bikram, that what they say? If you've ever done a Bikram yoga class, what's a Japanese? Is it? Is that what they that's say? What they a Japanese, say. Japanese they ham sandwich. In like um, uttanasana forward fold, where you're just standing and you're forward folding over your thighs. I hated Bikram. They yoga. would always say that. I hated it too. I mean, watch the documentary and you'll hate it even more. Uh, so that's not what we're talking about though so we talked about surrender i want to talk also about uh satya which i think you know i wrote about this last week on instagram and it got a few comments and it got a few comments from our merry body members of them just being like thank you so much like i needed to read this and i was like yes because yoga is not about being able to do a pose it's actually nothing to do with that so satya translates to truth and honesty so not just being truthful and honest to people around us, but also to ourselves. Mm. 
and speaking our truth and living our truth mm. and loving our truth. I love this. And I think this is something like that if we all did more of, like it would just be we would enjoy oh. life more. But can I just I just had a realization that like really women <laughs> and many people throughout history we've been taught not to tell the truth. Mm. We've been taught to do as we should do, be on our best behavior, don't have opinions. So it's like in our kind of DNA almost, our historical DNA to to kind of appease to others, mm. to please others, whoever it might be. So you might find yourself in that category, a people pleaser. Yeah. And you might be known as like, you know, so lovely and so oh, so helpful. And so nice. So nice. Uh but really, maybe you're just people pleasing, and maybe somewhere deep inside you, you're you're getting quite resentful of this. And I, I tell you, like I've been there, I feel yeah. that, I, and I see many people, especially women, being like this. And it's time to let your truth come out. And this is why yoga is such a good practice mm-hmm. for you because it it enables, it gives you permission, it helps you unlock something where you feel more able to live your truth. Mm. And this is really where the asana, I think it really takes its place because sometimes we can hear that, oh, truth and honesty, like, well, how on earth do I become more truthful and honest with myself, let alone people around me? And really when we do the asana and when we do the asana with mindfulness, uh, with the breath, when we're present, when we're feeling into our body, when we're creating moments of stillness, so it's not like moving all the time and like we're not just like yes. left, right, up, down, blah, blah. When we create those moments, then that's that space where we can finally hear our truth mm. because we've been like everything's been so loud around us, whether it's our own head, whether it's actual noise in in the environment where we live or where we work whether it's other people talking to us or whether it's social media and the notifications on your phone finally you get a moment of peace and space and that's when the truth will will kind of bubble to the surface and it might feel really uncomfortable like what the hell is that yeah like get back down (laughs) yeah well the truth (laughs) is often so scary and confronting and when you have not lived your truth or spoken your truth for so long Mm. it can be one of the most difficult things Mm. and it's really easy to hide away your truth Mm. truths (laughs) too many ths for me uh (laughs) it's really easy to kind of suppress and like bury it down and just kind of i don't know live to please and not even with intention. Like sometimes you're not a people pleaser by intention. You just hate confrontation. Mm. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're too difficult and you don't want to be difficult. Yeah. Like maybe it's from being a kid of like, you know, just being so on your best behavior. Like mm. sometimes we need to be breaking rules. Yeah. But like if you're like anything like us, like we were always good girls. Like we didn't break the rules. And, yeah, we were great kids for mum and dad. We never broke the rules. We were great. Yeah, angels. Yeah, but then sometimes, and I think this might be, like, why we are so inquisitive about beliefs, our own beliefs, and about the society that we live in and being like, hang on a minute, 
Like, why did I believe that to yeah. be the truth? It's yeah. actually not the truth. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, and you could relate too at home. It's like you uh, want to investigate more yeah. and question more of your own beliefs and others, mm-hmm. which is amazing. It's so amazing. So, yeah, another aspect of yoga, right? Mm. Truth and honesty. That has nothing to do with a handstand <laughs> or the split. Well, you could. When it's like, I'm going to be realistic with myself. I'm going to be truthful. Yeah, I'm so, not going to do the hands. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe it's like, I am. Yeah. And you know what? And my reason is for ego. It's like, okay, if that's your reason. Or fun. Or for fun. Yeah, get upside down for fun. Like if they're – and it doesn't even matter. If ego is the reason, as long as we're honest with ourselves, yeah. it's fine. And, I mean, as Eckhart Tolle would say it, when we – are aware of the ego when we label the ego that it no longer becomes the ego well, while we're while we are on this topic let's go into the ego because a lot of talk from yoga teachers ego yeah. get out of your ego whatever like i remember when i first started yoga i was like what the heck is the ego like and it was so like why are we talking about this like what even why i don't get it uh and really, like, what is the ego and should we be getting rid of the ego? Well, I don't think we can ever get rid of the no. ego. <laughs> no, we can't. We need, we need to we live need with it. Ego. <laughs> the ego, to, the ego to... is helpful. Yeah. Now I'm just thinking of magnums again. Oh, my God. We talked about this the other day. Honestly, <laughs> get out of that, Carla. Like, that's a great advertisement, clearly. Yeah, we can't get rid of our ego. The ego is always there. The ego is part of being human. Yes. Without the ego, we're not a human being. Yeah. What are we? I don't know. Alien? Perhaps. Maybe. Maybe. And I think while we're here, let's quickly talk. You know, the ego isn't just I'm better than you. I'm amazing. Like I've got this big ego. I think a lot of us were taught that. Oh, he's got an ego. She's got an ego. They've got an ego. They're egotistical. Yeah, it's like, oh, bad, bad, bad. Yeah. Actually, ego is also, oh, my God, like they're so much better than me. I could never do that. It's, I look so ugly today. I'm so fat. I can't go out in public. What will people think of me? I couldn't possibly try to do that. I would never succeed. I would never be able to do what they do. I'm so dumb. Yeah. That's all ego. I remember when I found that out, I was like, oh, my God. You're like, I'm so egotistical. No, I was like, I'm living in my ego. I realized for so long since I could remember, since being a kid, I've been living in my ego, not from the look how awesome I am, but the... I'm so crap at everything. I suck. Like yeah. that was my ego. I was so um, critical of myself, yeah. but that's completely living in your ego. And the thing is, so, and we can, t- let's talk about yoga again because that's what we're talking about. So one of the greatest, <laughs> uh, I guess, yogic texts that I've ever read and I've ever come across, A, because it's short, love that, B, because <laughs> it's actually enjoyable to to read and it has a beautiful message, but the Bhagavad Gita, in particular the Stephen Mitchell translation, it's really all about living without ego. So there's the, the two, and I can't remember the name, one is Krishna, one is a warrior, maybe starts with an R, can't remember. Anyway, the warrior is going out to war, he's like doing all the things, and then he's talking to himself and he's saying like, I don't know what to do, I don't know about this, I don't know about here, could I even do that, and all these questions, like the ego, he is the ego. Mm. And then there's Krishna and he's like, I think it's Krishna, I could get that wrong. Do not, do not ask me about the names. There's another one. And uh, that's like your higher self, yes. like that higher power of like, no, you know the way. Yes. You've got this. Like just, you've got it. You can do this. 
and all of these kinds of things and just like the 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 truth i guess that's what it the heart the heart it's the heart speaking and at all times we can listen to either either they're both usually like they're always present together yes like one is not there without the other yes we just have to choose who we listen to or what we listen to yeah it's almost like we have these two little people having a conversation in our head yeah and i've had that before oh yeah oh like, continuously like where i'm like oh my god like, no carla like you've got this like come on you yeah. can do this or it's like a clear moment where you are so inside your mind you're yes. so in your head about something you're overthinking you're over analyzing everything uh and then you get that that i don't know something leads you back to the heart back to the truth and it just allows it to be clearer it like, have you looked up the yeah. names? <laughs> okay, so uh, did I say it's an M before? R. An R. Arjuna. Arjuna. Yes. Well, it sounds like R, yeah. but it's, is it A? Yeah. Yeah. And it's A-R. And then his guide, Krishna. Yes. And that is like an avatar of Lord Vishnu. So yes. so this is, yeah, Prince Arjuna, the warrior going out, blah, blah, blah. He's all in his ego. He doesn't know what to do. Like he's very like heroic and like mm. amazing and in that kind of way leader but then he's always questioning himself and then krishna's like no it's okay here you go this is the way and that is also what yoga is about mm. it's about tuning into our krishna <laughs> <laughs> our that inner voice of like all is as it should be and really that is the like all is as it should yeah. be you're actually okay right here right now all is well and really this whole ego, tuning into the ego or tuning into the heart, your higher self, whatever you want to call it, is throughout all literature, all myths mm. and legends. Like we can go into pretty much every story and we'll get that message. So true. And do you know why? Because it is such a major part of being a human. Mm. So that's why it's in all the movies. It's literally like probably in every single movie ever. Yeah. Even, and the, it, even the trash. <laughs> and it would be like it could be – I guess displayed as as more of an external guide. You yeah, know, totally. always the guide yes, to the hero. Exactly. And this exactly. is the hero's journey. And you know? I mean that is talking about ego. Like yeah. really it, it is. So hero's journey is like the hero goes that like, gets the call, goes out, meets the guide. Usually um the demon or the dragon that yes. they slay is a part of them as well. And it's the ego. It's the ego yeah. part of us. It's the dragon part within, like the demon within. That's why that we have those. They've got so many demons within. Mm. It's all ego, really. Yeah. And then the guide, Yoda, yeah. whatever you want to call it, Dumbledore. <laughs> Fairy <that>? godmother. <laughs> oh, there's so From, many. Um, Lord of the Rings. I always think about him as well. Oh, grr. Oh crap, we forgot it. Grr. <laughs> Gandalf! Gandalf. Who's Grindle? Oh, that's like, that's like the Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Like the baddie. He's the baddie. Yeah. He's the ego. <gasps> grr, grr. That's Voldemort. Voldemort. Also, Grindelwald was a baddie. Yeah, too. he was that's a baddie. Right. In the other ones. Yes. I mean, and then there's so many more. Oh, God, like think about there's all There's all the different characters, all the different archetypes in all stories, especially myths, especially even in history, like stories are written about the history and we have those messages. And it's cool because they are so relatable and that's why it is important to uh, read stories Mm. and watch movies. Just pick really good ones. 
not all trash, sometimes trash, <laughs> but some really good impacting ones. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even we talked about it last week, The Great Beauty, that movie, or whenever we talked about it. Oh, it was such a good movie. Like, that is all about ego. Yeah. And all about following your heart and, like, finding the truth within, mm-hmm. going back to your roots. Like, that is the ultimate, like, modern-day story of ego. So good. And such a good such movie. such a beautiful movie. Make sure you go and watch it. Oh, my. Uh, so I think the last thing I want to touch on, and, you know, we haven't touched on everything to do with yoga that's not about the handstand, but I think you get the <laughs> picture, right? I think you're, you're getting, you're understanding, you, you pro- maybe you already knew, like that yoga is nothing about the asana, really. The asana is a tool in order to, to reach or to create or to uncover and recover all that's already within, which are these things that we're talking about now, which there are many more that we could talk about. But I think when I think about these lessons and these teachings of yoga, these really are the ones that stand out and really have helped, I think, us in our modern day journey of life, which, you know, so we've talked about surrender, the ultimate, that is yeah. the ultimate. And in, in, in yoga land, the yogis would say, if you just do this one thing, you will reach enlightenment. Yeah. <laughs> you'll get enlightened you'll get enlightened guys so surrender, you totally surrender surrender <laughs> mind you if you think you're enlightened you're definitely not so let's- <laughs> yeah if you talk about being enlightened <laughs> especially not. on instagram <laughs> you're definitely not as soon as we think we're enlightened we're not again so as, as soon as we've reached bliss and we think we're in bliss we're not in bliss anymore so how funny is that it's really yeah as soon as we can label it oh i'm in an enlightened state oh i'm not anymore damn it uh so then we talked about truth and honesty and i think again such an important thing especially in this world where we can see a lot of untruth very easily oh gosh it's all around it's all, us it's all a big fakery right it's all. it's it's all a big material world we're in. We're stuck in this society that thrives off the material. Exactly. It's we're in a land of advertisement. We're in a land of external uh, beauty. Like at, at least Madonna was honest. Living in a material world, and I am a material girl. Yeah, at least she had honest there. But See, you know. <laughs> but that's the thing. That's when it's like you know, it's okay. It's all right to to like sparkly things. Yeah. It's all like to spend a lot of money on something. It's all like it's all right to to be marketed to. But as long as we have awareness, yes. as long as we know, then it's like, okay, like mm. I'm buying this, I'm spending all my money on this yes. and that's what I want to do. Exactly. And I know they're selling to me and I know this is the world I live in. Yes. It's just all about the truth and honesty. Uh, or it might be that, hey, I know I'm getting marketed to, I'm quitting this. I'm, I'm out. I'm minimalistic. <laughs> I'm not buying a single thing for 2021. Amazing. Well done, you. And I think the last thing I just want to touch on is Santosha, which translates to contentment. And when we think about contentment, and I think uh, we also like to use the word acceptance because I feel like when we hear the word contentment, it's not an active word. It's like, how do I feel content? I don't know. And it's not not like like I am going to be content now. Like you can't do well, that. Well, I think it also has a – it creates a different feeling. It evokes something different mm. than the word acceptance. I think sometimes when we hear contentment, we can think of complacency and we can think of I'm just going to stay here where I am. Like it's yeah. not about that. Whereas acceptance is a very active 
practice. It's an action. It's an action that we can we can do in each and every moment. So in order to feel content, we must actually accept. Well, and and I mean, this is the whole reason why yoga is such a big part of our lives. Yoga is a tool Mm. for us to practice acceptance. acceptance. And that is why handstands are not a major part of Mary Body. Yeah. Because (laughs) Carla just did a mic drop uh, demonstration, not with a real mic. Yeah, like acceptance is everything. Acceptance allows us to be who we truly are. It allows us to see the truth Mm. easier. Mm -hmm. And see how they're all intertwined. Yeah, it allows us to move past the ego and into the heart. Mm -hmm. When we accept, we're also surrendering. (laughs) I accept this. I am what I am. This is what it is. Let's Let's move through it. Okay. It is really such a freeing action. I feel like it creates instant feelings of freedom yes and peace oh i love this because and i think peace and simplicity is something that a lot of us are seeking at the moment well i i feel like we're missing it and we might not be seeking it but we're missing yeah it. yeah and, and we don't might not even know that we're yes. missing it and it's like we somehow wound up on this other path where yeah. we're seeking something else maybe it's more money more stuff uh Better, 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 better. Yeah, more, achieve, more, more, achieve, more. achieve. I want to tick this off. I want to do, 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 do. When actually we just need to stop, slow down, surrender. Yeah. And then the peace comes and then all is well. Mm. Uh, and, I mean, this is why we call it a practice because, mm. yeah, all this stuff comes back around. Yeah, you don't just accept one day and then instantly you're like an accepting human being each and every moment of your life. That's not how it works and that's not how any of the practices work. You know, truth and honesty. You're not always truthful and honest. Nope. Like, let's all be honest about it. <laughs> not always truthful and honest. No. Uh, and same with, you know, surrender. Sometimes we really hold on to things. I d- I d- yeah. No, I want to get over there. I'm not supposed to be here. I'm and supposed to be over there. And you don't realize sometimes. You're like, yeah. yeah, I surrender in all the aspects that it's easy to surrender, but then you don't in some yeah. aspect and you're like, ooh. <laughs> yes. And same with acceptance. I will accept my body right here, right now, just as it is. Oh, like feel so much peace, feel so, so much gratitude for my body. And the next moment, back to this other mindset, this ego mindset of like, this isn't good enough. This isn't good enough. You need to go here. You need to do this. And then again, you come back to the truth. I accept myself right now. Yeah. Actually, my body is amazing. Oh. And so this really is, when you think about it, and these are just three, and there are so many more. Well, four, I guess, if you count um, the Bhagavad Gita that we touched on with the ego, just four lessons in yoga. There's so many more that that are so far away from the asana, so far away from the splits and the handstand that we might be seeing left, right, and center on our Instagram feeds, on our Facebook pages. Oh, my, look at that post. Wow, that must be, like, that's what yoga is. Hmm. No. And not at all. And really when we go back to the beginning of it all, yoga means union. That's what it translates to. And that can be, that can mean whatever you want it to mean. (laughs) Well, it can mean a union within even. Well, it has to start there. 
union with within it can be union with your breath yeah it could be a union with others like connection to the earth yeah connection to others you know feeling compassion that 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 is union yeah so it's much more than just the asana when we hear the word yoga it has nothing to do with a handstand when you hear the word asana yeah that is the handstand yeah and so this is why yoga for us is so much more than just a physical exercise this is why we use yoga as the tool for self acceptance yeah. this is why yoga helped us get over get through and continue to get through and move through our body image and our super negative self criticism it helped us not be like that anymore it helped us realize that exercise isn't just to lose weight exercise isn't a chore it's not something i just have to tick off it yeah and helped us create a loving very happy fun light relationship with exercise yeah and that's completely life-changing well, it's completely life changing. I love how we just keep on talking, but I'm I'm realizing like how amazing this conversation is really. Yeah. Because when we exercise and we move, like we're helping our physical bodies live longer, function better, be more mobile, all of that. But we're also helping our mind and the way we think about ourselves and the mm. world around us. One exercise practice that does it all. <laughs> like, like, it's amazing. Imagine that on an infomercial. <laughs> like, it's so funny because it's like, you know, like they sell all these dumb things to solve all our problems. It's like, oh, we should just look at these ancient philosophies. Like, actually, that's going to solve our problems. Made me laugh. Like, how do we? Yeah, wait. So, so guys, you might see us on an infomercial soon. <laughs> Imagine. So, I was actually thinking, like, when because we're back in Canberra and we were watching more uh, free-to-air TV, which I never watch ever. The ads my, are so weird. The ads weird. are so funny, and there were so many infomercials, and like, they really do work. There was like this one with like this fishing thing. I was like, that's really cool. What if Joel would like that? <laughs> To, like, catch more fish. Oh, my God. I know. They work. I was like, oh, these infomercials are actually quite good. I was like, interesting. Uh, (laughs) But also I was like, that mustn't be real. Well, remember, like, that movie, that great movie, Joy, with Jennifer Lawrence. It was all about the mop and the infomercial. She did very well. She did very well. I really loved that movie. Her mop was really good, though. Yeah, her mop, I'm pretty sure (laughs) she is a great mop. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, a good mop changes your life. It's true. Yeah, Actually, very... a good boyfriend who mops. <laughs> <laughs> or girlfriend. Or girlfriend. I'm talking about myself, but because I never mop. Yeah. Whoopsie. Actually, I mop kind of not that often. Well, now that you have a dog, you mop more. Yeah. I just. And we have a steamer, which was Yeah, I think if I got a steamer, I would mop more because I feel like that would be fun. The only thing with the steamer. Can we not talk about this though? Is the cord needs to be longer? Oh, they should make they it should cordless. Make it well, I have a Dyson vacuum. <laughs> this is not sponsored, but we really want the Dyson hairdryer. But anyway, um, <laughs> if anyone, oh my god, that's Dyson. 
heaven. <laughs> I am so impressed with it. Yeah. Again. Dr. Leah showed us this Dyson hair uh, dryer that curls and straightens. Well, for people who don't know how to do hair, my hand is up yeah, high same. above my head. Like, I cannot do my hair. I can't curl it's- my hair with a straightener. I don't know. That thing is a genius like, thing. It sucks up your hair and like rolls it around, and then you pull it out, and it's like a perfect curl. What the heck? And yeah, Dr. Leah showed us hers. She used it on us, and I was like, "Well, I'm sold." It's like eight hundred dollars, though. Yeah, I'm sold, but I don't. I, I don't know I don't if know. I can do it yet. It's like it might be a gift that I ask for. <laughs> Joel, <laughs> should we just send him this? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but the patriarchy is real <laughs> dismantle it dismantle it <laughs> okay so if you loved this episode make sure you give us a rating on itunes or whatever podcast app you are listening on also we would love to hear from you if this resonated with you in any way if you've got anything to add make sure you do reach out on instagram maybe you want to email us we are always open to hearing from you and also if you're looking for a way to exercise that way you can kind of release all of those goals around external transformation and just actually move because it creates joy or if you've never felt that feeling from movement before I would just encourage you to keep looking for a movement that brings you that joy because you can find one even if it's like jumping up and down skipping whatever it is you'll be able to find one or if you want to try Merry Body because so many of our members actually well all of our members use it for their joy creation and their reminder that, oh, here I am, all is well. I accept myself right here, right now. And they also get the benefits of a physical exercise practice too. You can come and join us for a seven-day free trial at themerrymakersisters.com forward slash merrybody. I loved this conversation. I feel like I could talk about it all day. I know. I really do. We could just go on and on and on. We could do like a 24-hour podcast. That would be like insane. That's too long. Way too long. We'd get sick of everyone would get sick of I us. I mean, you have 282 episodes to already catch up on, guys. So that's, that's how enough. many hours would that be? Many. Yeah. Have a beautiful day. Bye. Bye. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards... Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.